The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I'm so glad to be back here this week with you guys. I heard from some of you this week, and it was such a blessing. You know, sometimes I, I, it feels like I'm just talking to the wind. You know, I'm here, I'm talking, I'm coming each week and sharing things with you that's on my heart, um, things that I hope are encouraging to you, things I wish that I had had someone tell me when my little ones, when my big ones were little. And so when I hear people, you know, when people send me messages or, you know, shoot me an email, it just so blesses me because I think people are listening and that's, that's why I do it. So thank you guys for reaching out. Such a blessing to hear from you. And um, we are in the middle of a crazy busy season. And I guess I say that every week. I guess that's just life, right? But I keep waiting for it to calm down a little bit. And I guess I'll be waiting a long time. But we are working on opening our coffee shop. Our church's coffee shop um, is almost ready to open. And our target is in June. We hope to have that open and running in June. It has taken a long time. Um, and mostly because the Lord has been dealing with me. You know, when this first came up, it's it's not something that I'm doing on my own. I've got a, a whole team that's helping me. I'm just taking the lead on it. But it has, when it first was pre- when it was first presented to me, I thought I just don't think I have the time to put into that. And so I was, I had to pray and say, Lord, if this is you, I need you to show me. And so for a long time, I was kind of kicking against the pricks. You know, I was like, I just don't know. I don't know. And I said, Lord, if this is you, let me know. And then I know that I will do it to the best of my ability and that I'll be doing what you've asked me to do, even if it's not something that's burning on my heart. And, you know, through the course of events, he did. And then I could take it on and enjoy it because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And I knew he had my back. You know, if he asks you to do something, if he calls you to do something, then he backs you up. And so we're excited about that and can't wait to see how it's all going to come together. Right now, it's still a mystery in a lot of ways. I shared some photos on Facebook the other week about that. So um, go and check those out if you'd like. I just wanted to share with you some of my heart on our confidence 
in raising our children for the Lord. You know, I was not raised in a Christian home. I've mentioned that before. Uh, My family, all of them, all of us, I should say, I'm part of them, right? All of us became Christians. My father, my mother, my sister and I, around the same time. My dad was an alcoholic. I grew up in an alcoholic home. But I saw God do a miracle in my dad. And that really was a turning point for me. When God started dealing with my dad's heart and I saw him change, I knew that was real because I had lived with him. And so, you know, God does miracles. He's in the miracle working business. That's what he does. And I am just so thankful for the testimony that my father was to me because for many years, I blamed him for a lot of my issues. But God used him to tug at my heart to say, look, I'm real and I can do amazing things. And when my father passed away about a year ago, he he loved Jesus. He loved the Lord. He would share Christ with anybody and everybody he met and was completely not ashamed of the gospel. And my husband and I are pastors, but we would go places and my father would be the first one to share with somebody about the love of God. You know, my dad is was a wonderful example of what Christ can do in a heart and in a life. But as a young person, as a teenager, um, it w- we had some turbulent times. And I really, you know, I, I lived at home, and that was one atmosphere. And then I went to church, and that was a different atmosphere. And then I went to school, and that was a completely different atmosphere. And I was a follower. I just want to confess that. I was a little follower. I didn't have much confidence. And I would just go with the crowd because I didn't want to ruffle anybody's feathers and I wanted to fit in. And so though I I had beliefs, I really did not hold on to those beliefs very strong because I really I would rather fit in. And when I started having kids, that always played in the back of my mind. And I thought, you know, is what I'm am I giving my kids what they need to take a stand when taking a stand is necessary? You know, am I giving them a real faith that's going to last beyond the surface level? Because I remembered myself and I thought, you know, I remember believing, but not loving God. You know, I believed he was real, but the pull of the world and the attraction to the things of the world was a lot stronger in me than my love for God or my conviction or my belief in him. And so that was my prayer as a young mom. Lord, show me the way. Show me how to share the love that you've given me for you with my children so that they see that it's real and that you're real and that you're better than anything this world has to offer because that's really what they need. You know, we can tell them things and those things go in their mind and they need those things, right? I mean, we need to understand with our mind, but we also need to believe with our hearts and you can't make anyone believe, 
You know, all you can do is share the evidence. All you can do is share what God's done for you. All you can do as a mom is pray and believe. But God has to get in their heart and do that work of faith. And so as a young mom, that was my prayer. Lord, help me to trust that you're going to do the work that I can't do. Help me to do everything I can as a mom. But when that when it comes to that line that I can't cross, you know, there's a line we, we can't go past. I can't make anyone believe. But Lord, when, let me go right up to that line and then trust you to take it over the line. Trust you to speak to their hearts when I'm not there. Trust you to make it real to them so that they aren't just serving God because mama told them to, but because they believe, because they have made the faith their own. And so as a young mom, and I prayed and, you know, just tried to believe. You ever done that? You just pray. You just say, Lord, I'm trying. You know, God started sharing things with me in his word to encourage me because he wants to help us believe. And as I went to the Lord in prayer and in reading his word, I saw so many examples in the Bible of how God deals with us when it comes to children. And it encouraged me that God understands this desire in my heart to see my children follow him and love him. And, you know, I it start. I started with Abraham. You know, Abraham was the father of our faith, right? He's the father of faith. He's the first one that it was said he believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. But Abraham's greatest desire on this earth was to have a son. And God used that, desi- that desire to bring Abraham under covenant with him. He said, Abraham, I'm going to cut a covenant a covenant with you, and I'm going to not just give you a son, but I'm going to give you so many descendants that you can't even count them all. And he did. You know, God answered that prayer. And not only did he have that many descendants, not only did the entire nation of Israel come from that covenant, that relationship with that God had with Abraham, but the Messiah of the world came from that covenant. And you know, that's powerful. God And God said, this covenant, Abraham, is not just for you. It's for your descendants after you. And see, we are a part of the family of God because of the faith of Abraham. Because Abraham believed God brought the Savior of the world. And now because we believe, you know, we are a part of that new covenant that's sealed with the blood, the precious blood of Jesus. And so God understands that, you know, we we want to see our children walk with him. And I, I just can't help but believe, you know, if he told, if he told Abraham, Abraham, this covenant, it's not just for you. It's for all your descendants after you to walk with me. This covenant that we have with Jesus, this covenant that we have with God, you know, it's not just for us. It's for our children. It's big enough to cover us and to cover our children. You know, God has a place for our children in his kingdom. And there's so many other examples. You know, Hannah wanted a child. She prayed, Lord, give me a son. And God heard her prayer and didn't just give her a son, but gave her a prophet. And so many other examples in the word. Think about Zechariah and Elizabeth. 
They were they were godly, but it didn't look like God's favor was on them because they didn't have children. And at that time, that was seen as a shameful thing. But there was no shame because God had a bigger plan to bring them not just a son, but the one who would be the one in the wilderness declaring the Messiah, you know, the one saying, prepare the way of the Lord. I think of so many times when people came to Jesus, they were coming for their children. Now think about the ruler of the synagogue. His daughter was at home and she was dying. And he came to Jesus and said, if you'll just come, I know she'll be okay. And I think about the man who his son was he his son was demonically oppressed and he and he came to Jesus he came actually he first came to Jesus's disciples and they could not help his son and so then Jesus comes and he says and he says he says Jesus I believe just help my unbelief have you ever felt that way it's like part of you believes yes lord i believe but you know that there is another part of you that is just afraid to believe. There's another part of you that doesn't believe. And I just love the way that man put it, because so many times I've prayed that, Jesus, I believe, but help me in these areas where I don't. And, you know, the Lord didn't rebuke him for that and say, oh, you unbelieving, you know, you unbeliever. He said, just believe, just believe. And he brought his son to the Lord. He You know, and he brought his son to Jesus and Jesus touched his son. Think about the woman. There's a woman in in Matthew 15. It talks about a woman from Canaan who comes to Jesus because her daughter has demonic oppression. And she comes to Jesus. Actually, she comes to his disciples first. And they say, Jesus, send her away. She will not stop asking. She was persistent. And she was not part of the covenant. See, she wasn't from, she wasn't from Israel. She wasn't part of the covenant. She was outside of the covenant. And so she kept coming, though she had no right, because Jesus was coming for the ones who were part of Abraham's covenant. And she wasn't. And Jesus, he could have really offended her. But I think he was just testing her. He was testing her faith because she came to him in faith, believing that he would hear her prayer. He would hear her request for help. And she said, heal my daughter. And he said, why would I take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs? You know, he basically called her a dog. In other words, you're not part of the covenant. You have no part in our covenant. And she, instead of getting offended, she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. No, she refused to get offended. She understood what he was saying. You're not part of the covenant. But she had faith that he was powerful enough to grant her request. And I believe she had faith that he was kind enough to care about her situation. And Jesus touched her daughter. But here's a mom, you know, coming to Jesus, pleading for her children. She wasn't even part of the covenant. And I, and in that, I believe Jesus was showing that, you know, my covenant, it's going 
it's going to bust out of these constraints that have been put on it. You know, it was for Israel, but now it's for the whole world. And, you know, Jesus is our high priest. You know, we were outside of the covenant, but now through Jesus, we've been brought into the covenant. Now we're covenant children and we can pray for our children, not as children from on the outside, but children on the inside, children who are part of the covenant. And, you know, we have so so many great promises. Now we have a right to go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I am, I believe I'm part of your covenant. Your blood has brought me into right relationship with you. Now, Lord, I ask you to touch my children, whatever they need. Lord, I ask you to reach their hearts. Lord, I ask you to draw them into relationship with you. Because like you told Abraham, this covenant is not just for you. It's for your descendants after you. So, you know, God has great things for us and he loves faith. He responds by faith. You know, he told that Canaanite woman, great is your faith. And when we come to Jesus in prayer and we bring our children to him, you know, we can't physically bring our children to him now, right? But in prayer, we can take our children to him and say, Lord, here is my son. Here is my daughter. I ask you to do what only you can do. I ask you to reach in that heart and I ask you, Lord God, to turn them towards you. Give them eyes to see. Give them ears to hear. Let them see, Lord, how much you love them. God, let them see, Lord God, that you are better than anything that they're ever going to find in this world. And he delights to answer those prayers. He delights to answer those prayers. But as I as I got into the word and I saw how God loves to deal with child and parent that he he that his heart you know longs to bless and longs to answer the pleading and the prayer of a parent then it gave me courage to ask it gave me faith to believe for good things surely when one of his own come to him and pray and say lord i believe help my unbelief then he will move in our situation So I just encourage you today, get in God's word, find those precious examples of how God loves to deal with parents and children, how he loves to answer the prayers of his people, and it will build your faith and it'll give you the words to pray. You know, sometimes we go to the Lord and we don't know how to pray, but I have gone through those scriptures and just prayed, you know, what? What's there? Lord, help my unbelief. That's my prayer now. You know, I read it in the word, but now it's mine. You know, so many times I've gone to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, this is my child. I can't make them believe. And I know you won't make them believe. But I ask you to give them eyes to see. I ask you to give them ears to hear. I ask you to give them a heart that is receptive and sensitive to the things of the Lord. Lord, I ask you to orchestrate their path so that they will see where you have saved them, where you have protected them, where you have blessed them. And he will do that. He does that for us. And I just encourage you in that. I encourage you to bring your child 
to Jesus in prayer. I encourage you to see that just as he has dealt so many times over so many generations with children because of the prayers of their parents, that he wants to do the same for you, that the covenant you have with him, you know, when you became a Christian, when you became born again, you were brought under the covenant that he made with us through the blood of his own son. And because of that, we have this wonderful privilege to be able to come to the throne of grace in our time of need and to present him our prayers. And he, those prayers move his heart. And I encourage you today to go into your prayer closet, pray for your children, and move his heart. He delights to hear your voice because he loves your children more than you do, and he has a plan for them. And as moms, we have the awesome privilege of being able to partner with God in prayer to see him move in their lives. Father, I pray today for these ladies, these precious mamas, Lord, out there who are believing for their children, Lord, who are, Lord, holding on to your precious promises for them. I pray, Lord God, that as they, Lord, as they pray for their children, Lord, I'm praying for them. I'm praying, Lord God, that their faith would be strengthened, Lord God, that as they get into your word and they see, Lord God, how you delight to answer the prayer of parents, that, Lord, it would encourage them to pray for their children. And I pray, Lord God, that you would show us the wonderful covenant, Lord, that you would open our eyes to all that you've provided for us in that covenant, that, Lord, we are yours, Lord, we belong to you, you've paid for for us, and, Lord, that we would, you would show us how, God, how to bring our children to you in prayer, Lord, that you would do what we can't do, and, God, that you would help us to believe, Lord, and help us in our unbelief, and we just, we place our children in your hands, and we thank you for your goodness, for your kindness, that, Lord, you have a plan, a good plan. And we just pray, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done in the lives of our families. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.